So I'm really excited to have um, James here. And interestingly, we've just jumped off a podcast that he was doing with me. So we're probably going to be hitting some of the same stuff, but it's a completely different audience and uh, probably a mix, James, but I would imagine quite a few professionals, um, but maybe a few um, client type people. Can you tell them who, just introduce yourself, who are you? What do you do? Who am I? Oh God, interesting question. Um, so my name's James. Um, I am a strength and conditioning coach and personal trainer um, from Louth in Lincolnshire. Um, until very recently, it was, um, I had a gym. Um, I was now shut the gym. We switched everything up to being an online coach, full-time online coach. Um, I coach people to basically regain control of their health and their fitness um, and almost like rolling back the clock a little bit. Typically working with people that are 35 plus uh, people who may be struggling with movement issues um, and these people are people who you know may be experiencing difficulty in that they can't play with the children um, you know maybe because they're out of shape or you know that they can't physically move enough to play with the children these people are you know people who want to feel comfortable again back in their clothes um, and regaining that you know what they once had the confidence almost what they once had from their 20s um, and just generally getting that zest for life back about them yeah. Um, I've been involved in the health and fitness industry now for actually coaching for 10 years, um, but training, I think, much like most of us now, um, since about 13 year old, in various sports, hobbies, things like that over the years. Um, you know, and I met Rach a long time ago when I was um, training martial arts. In, in various different styles of martial arts at the time. And, and quite back then, you know, I was, I was quite broken um, in terms of body, just didn't realise it then because I was a lot younger. Um, I could get away with a lot more. And then gradually as I got older, um, competing in strength sports, predominantly then, strongman, powerlifting. Um, until the end, you know, I ended up breaking my body quite badly. Um, and I just decided enough was enough. You know, I'd gone through a lot of qualifications strength and conditioning qualifications and other things and you know the, the point had come was i just needed to understand more about my body i just needed to go through that then and fix it um and i've got to say that now you know you know i move better than i've ever moved in my life at 40 year old i have a little hashtag that's out there aiming for fitter at 40 um and now these days for me it really is you know i play tennis as a sport i love running um, I throw a kettlebell around on a regular basis. I love walking, getting out there over the hills and ultimately then spending a lot of time with my kids. You know, I love them to be active and doing a lot. You know, it was only yesterday that we walked over the Humber Bridge. It's a six and a half K walk. Um, my youngest was four year old when we did that. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to do those types of things. So that's where I come at it from now as a, as a sort of a, a training philosophy is trying to get that movement first. So that's me as like as a journey, in a really brief nutshell for you. And it's interesting because we, you know, you said that we've known you for the 10 years. When was it you, you did your biomechanics coach diploma last year? Mm. Um, and so what I'm interested in is, does it really take people having to be so broken that they then do something about it? Because we were speaking for a long time. I know you've done some of the, you know, CBD stuff or whatever prior to that. In terms of doing the biomechanics coach diploma, why do you think it took, took that long after we'd been speaking? I remember you ringing me when I think mm. you were powerlifting, weren't you? And you were like, 
help me out. And I was like, oh, come and do the deployment, you can help yourself. And yet it still takes often quite a bit of time. Um, maybe I'm putting you on the spot here, I'm not sure, but I'm just quite interested as to why sometimes it takes people so long to end up doing the thing that, that ultimately helps them get back. You know, so for you to then get mm. that biomechanics coach diploma, what was the game changer? It's a great question because, you know, over the years I've gone through, as I say, I've gone through a variety of things. You know, I've done the sports massage qualifications and it was almost a gradual, I wish they could say there was one thing. Right. Um, but I think for me it was a gradual process and it was a gradual learning process. You know, I'm very lucky in the learning background that I've had. I've been surrounded by fantastic coaches, mentors um, that have helped me all the time, all the way throughout and give me a massive insight. Um, and, you know, I've got to thank like, people like Gary Benson from Sporting Therapy, who um, he brought me to your first, that, that first day, I think it was in Birmingham or something like that. And it was the, I, th I think we did pelvis and, I can't remember what else did, shoulder and pelvis or something like that, yeah. Um, and it just blew my mind. Um, and the reason that blew my mind was because I remember as a martial artist, I went to see a friend called um, Tony Davis in Milton Keynes. And he was into the movement-based stuff and he spoke highly of you guys then. And it was the stuff that he was showing me that was actually improving my martial arts, but he was doing nothing to improve my martial arts apart from helping me move better. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm doing all the training. And as soon as my body started to operate a little bit better, it started to improve. Yeah. Why did it take so long? Um, I just think I'm a stubborn male. I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> No, I, th I, think, I think the thing is, because you always think, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got this. I've got a little bit of it. Um, as, as a powerlifter, and you always make... <sighs> At the time, my focus was getting stronger, getting stronger, getting stronger. As a strong man, it was getting stronger, getting stronger. And it's almost the answer to, to everything back then it was. Even though I knew bits of that, strength was, no, I've got to get stronger. And I think you almost saw it as in like, yeah, I'm doing a bit of the foam rolling. I'm doing a bit of the ball release work that people do. And, you know, those types of the common things where people go around and looking at. And I think it just then became a point when I almost reached a certain age for me was like, actually, I need now to do something different. I need to do something different. It's not only look after my body, but, you know, some of the stuff that I haven't got the answers for that my clients are showing. Well, they're flexible. Yeah. So, so why can't they do that? Yeah. You know, they've got good joint range. So why can't they do that? They shouldn't be experiencing these things. And why are they experiencing these things? And surely I must have the answer. And that, that was, you know, a big part of it was when I came on the course, it was actually it was okay not to have the answer, but understand that there's a lot more to it than just that. And then bridging the gap between the two, because I was referring clients out um, all the time to, to physios or chiropractors or osteopaths. And there was a massive break in communication. Um, and now, you know, I feel that I can stand that, break, that that communication gap between it a lot better than what we could before um, and actually help the client a lot more. So I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but it was a, it was a long journey, I guess. And there was no one specific thing. It was just a gradual process of when eventually I was just like, no, I need to do this. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's definitely been one of the, the best things I ever did. And I think one of the catalysts was because you are you had uh, you're ex-military and mm. you were able to access funding through LCAS. Yeah, I mean that was a good thing, um, definitely, because over the years, as you know, I mean, being a typical trainer, 
you know, everybody thinks that a personal trainer is going to earn, you know, you think that's it, you're going to earn your millions. And, and you know, I think we all know that, that the reality is that that's not the case. You know, we, we, it's not going to happen. Um, or not for most, it's not going to happen. So when, the, when you put the thing up that LCAS was doing that, I thought, I'm just going to inquire to see whether I was still eligible because I didn't know whether I was or not genuinely. And luckily, I could get it. Um, the Enhanced Learning Credit Scheme. Uh, and I can't remember what they funded. It was it was majority of it, yeah. you know. And at the time, I was like, "This is perfect," you know. And I think there's there's three of us on it together, three or four of us on it together. They're all ex-military, um, which was really nice actually, because coming from a military background, as you now know, Rach, it's a different sense of humour to um, that civilian life. All the boys, yes, I remember that weekend. It was <laughs> me and all the military boys. But um, so we sat at one end of the room, and everybody else sat at the other. <laughs> You mentioned on your podcast as well, um, I just want to pick up on is um, coming into your journey into becoming a biomechanics coach, do, sort of accessing the diploma in biomechanics coaching, your experience of that learning process and the fact that you, you said it was so simple, it kind of blew your mind. Can, just if anybody's watching this who you know, might be thinking of doing the diploma, can you explain that a little bit more about your perception of the skill and then what actually happened when you came into the learning process, how, how it was different maybe. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. So the first thing was for me is that you need to get ready that your brain's going to get a little bit melted, but for a good reason. And then it's going to become very clear at the end of it. Um, I was in and out of the Kubler-Ross curve. Like I would like to say on a daily basis, but it was more like an hourly basis. Um, and it was almost a process of thinking that everything that I knew um, was almost stripped away from us because I think as a fitness professional, you look at everybody's looking at like the exact science behind everything, every muscle, what's every muscle doing, what's its action, you know, the origins, the insertions, the actions, everything, the length of it, the, the fibers that it's got, the whole lot. And we almost get that complex. And actually the client doesn't even need to know any of that. Yeah. Yes, you need an underpinning or you'd like to have an underpinning knowledge, but how much can you actually retain? Yeah. Because physios don't retain it all. Osteopaths don't retain it all. Chiropractors don't retain it all. They return their specialist bit. Yet in the personal training world, we think we need to know everything about the nerves, the muscles, the, 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 the skeletal system, everything. Nutrition. Um, and the thing that I liked that, that happened and it actually melted my brain to start with was that he took it right back to simplistic of, no, it's just movement. That's movement. It's flexion or it's extension. Yeah, but this muscle's doing that. Well, how do you know? And in the end, I just, um, and I think a few of us just sat there. It was like, we'd think a question, almost be scared to ask it because you'd get in the back was, well, how do you know? Well, I don't, but it's just because that's what we're led to believe because actually we don't know what goes on within the human body. Nobody does unless we cut the thing open. Um, and then, as you rightly say, that changes everything anyway. So let's just go with the simplistic nature of, is that flexion, is it extension, is it rotation, you know, whatever. And let's approach it from a simplistic way, which is e easier for us to understand, easier for the client to understand. And we can actually be sure of, yeah, they're in flexion. Yeah. We can be certain of that. We can't be certain of anything else. Um, and I think that was, it took so long to see that it was simple it actually made your brain hurt that badly and yet the, the, the you know the complexity of it is was very simple so yeah 
and it Stop still it. hurts my brain now. <laughs> wow. So I think what you were saying was, while it's perceived as a really complex subject, you're going into it thinking it's very complex. Then I made it really simple, or we made it really simple. And that was what actually blew your mind. Like, is it really that simple? Uh, well, yeah, it is. And then, and then it's that process that I think people sometimes need to hear again from others. Um, because there's often misconceptions around posture and biomechanics. Do you, do you come across that at all in, I don't know, with other professionals maybe, uh, misconceptions about what a biomechanics coach does or what you're capable of? Or is there, do, do you not experience that? You're obviously good at marketing. But, um, um, yeah, there's some degrees, I think. I think there can be a breakdown between other professionals, definitely, um, which I do believe now we've bridged the gap to, you know, quite a lot more because you can you speak in their language a lot more. And I definitely think you can then speak about what your remit is and understand your remit and then understand where it is, where it stops and where they begin or where they stop and where you can bridge the gap with your client and you know, like an holistic approach, if you like. Um, I don't think I experience it maybe as much as others um, because we don't get, um, I don't openly look for maybe like new exercise referrally type people to come in and sort of my clientele, you know, certainly now they're all online clients now that I work with. So it's slightly different. Um, So now I don't, I think there can be a a breakdown maybe in communication from the the client to you that they may be experienced from another professional. Definitely. And then obviously it's up to us then to piece that together um, and, and try and put that into some sort of logic for the client. So what are the results and benefits that you feel that you've got from working with biomechanics education and becoming a biomechanics coach? The results we've got from it. Um, I think it's been important for us to look at... Um, don't want to use the word like the screening process, but looking at the client more bespokely, if you like, of what they actually need yeah. rather than, you know, rather than the usual tests of looking at everything just as a whole, like, you know, whether weak or, you know, strong, whatever. We're actually now looking at the client more on a holistic approach, if you like, um, and actually taking them through a, a step process and being able to show them, this is where you are. This is where we want to go to. This is what we need to get you there. You know, and are we happy that? And actually setting that out as part of the plan. Um, so that's, that's you know, been massive to us because it helps definitely get a lot more buy-in with the client um, when you can speak that. They can see 100%. the plan ahead, can't they? They, they can, can see it, yeah. So what was the Absolutely. best thing about working with us? What was your, like, favourite part of the workshops, for example? Um, Apart from part, the inventory buddies. <laughs> probably the hot chocolate. <laughs> you left your hot chocolate behind <laughs> oh somebody's gonna need it um no my favorite thing about working i loved um i'm quite geeky and i like getting my geek on with stuff as well um and for me what was really nice was especially since there was military guys there you know on it it was nice to be able to immerse yourself into just solely onto, you know, a subject that you are passionate about is like movement and improving movement in the human body with like-minded people. Um, you know, you, you definitely can't get that on, on like an online sort of basis as much. Um, but it's nice to be able to almost get that confidence 
I suppose, was a big thing for me, was being challenged by yourself. Well, how do you know that? At first, you know, even though we all coach people on a, on a daily and a weekly basis, monthly basis, actually stand up in front of God knows how many people and you're confident there, when somebody out of the same profession challenges you and says, well, how do you know that? You almost crumble. But by the end of it, you can stand up and go, well, because of this. So I think that was something. It was a confidence in my own ability, I guess. And, and being confident that actually, no, I'm right. Yeah, exactly. It is. I think it often is that. Um, and I think the way we design the education is to never really give the answers away. Uh, but I think the, role, the true role of a teacher is, is to not give the answers. It's to give mm. the workings out. And the other thing was, was definitely, um, it's okay to have your opinion yeah. if you can back it up. You know, it might not be the science-based opinion of something, but actually if you've got a client in front of you and that's working for that client and you're doing the best thing for your client, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I think that was something well, because in this industry, we're going to disagree, agree to disagree a lot of the time and actually have that as a conversation. That was like groundbreaking, really. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and it was interesting when I did the podcast this week video that I've done with Sam Chidwick, who's a podiatrist. Um, and I hope we were going to be, I was hoping to be controversial, uh, but that he wasn't, he's a very modern thinking podiatrist. So, uh, he was on the same page, but that would be a good, uh, a good video for you to definitely go and have a look at that one. Um, so if somebody's watching this and they're kind of thinking about going on this journey, you know, let's say another military guy, somebody who's got some LCAS funding, for example, what would you say to them about if they're thinking about doing the bombing clinics coaching diploma? Um, well, to me, it's no brainer. Now, you know, my, my biggest regret is that I didn't do it sooner um, because it has opened up a lot of doors. It's opened up a lot of things working with different base of clients, you know, and I think if you've got that LCAS funding, I just, I can't see that it's, you know, there should be any confusion with that. It should be like, right, okay, I'm going to do this. They're going to fund it for me or majority of it for me um, and go on it. Definitely going to have work to do. You're definitely going to have learning to do, but it's going to be, a, you know, like an enjoyable process along the way. So you've you got to get out your own way and go do it. Brilliant. And do you, um, say you're a bit of a geek, have you got a favourite book recommendation or is that too difficult? Oh, I have. Mm, I have. Yeah. It's got to be, um, and I don't know if I've got it down here somewhere. Um, for me, it's going to be uh, Meridian Lines. Oh, Tom. So, yeah, because I love the way, potentially, because you know, some of his stuff he is now disputed or he disputes it or whatever, but I love the way that the body is one long system. Yes. And what was groundbreaking for me was that your shoulder can affect your pelvis or your ankle could affect your shoulder or, you know, whatever the case may be with that. I just think that that's, that to me just blows my mind every time I think about it. Um, and when you work with a client and you maybe prescribe them foresight and then retest the shoulder and, and, and the shoulder's in a better position. And that's like, wow. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. Other people might not say that and then might say, why, why is he getting geeky about that? But that for me, so that book definitely highlights that for me. The Thomas Myers, um, Anatomy Trains, wasn't it? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's in my top few, I think. I've got so many. I don't nobody ever asked me that. I know. <laughs> so, I know, there's loads. So anybody who's watching this who might want to find you, so you're in Louth. How do they find you? What's your website and your social media addresses, please? 
so I'm just having a new website created at the minute, which is just jamesbreakspear.co.uk. Um, but you can find me on all social media platforms. It's just my name, James Breakspear. Um, we've also got a podcast out there, which is the Fitness Success Podcast, helping you roll back the clock and regain control of your health and fitness, who Rach has just been starred on. <laughs> um, YouTube channels, just under my name again. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much prominent on most things, I guess. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much. I'm looking Most forward welcome. to more case studies. <laughs> I've got loads of them. Good. Uh, thanks ever so much for your time, James. I will catch you. Hopefully we'll see each other after lockdown, but you take care, mate. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot, mate. Bye. Bye.